good day, and I hope you have a good day. Hi there, everyone. That was one of my nephews, and the good news is I am going to have a good day because today I'm recording episode two of I Started With Something. My name is David Peterson, and today in this episode, we're going to talk about the little people, in other words, children, and what we can learn from them. Coming up next, after the intro. All right, everyone, welcome today to I Started With Something. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this podcast. I'm excited for this podcast because we are going to talk about some of my favorite people. And those are my nieces and nephews. I have many nieces and nephews. In fact, if I have any more, I'll have to start counting using my toes as well. There are so many of them at this point. And today I want to talk about lessons that I have learned from my nieces and nephews. Because believe me, these little people will blow your mind. I don't know if you've ever had your life changed by something a child has said, but I certainly have. So today, this episode is for you. If you have nieces and nephews, if you have children, if you have little cousins, if you know little people, if you like learning stuff, or if you have a heart, that should capture just about everyone. So I'm just going to get right into it. I'm going to share five stories that involve my nieces and nephews, and then I'm going to talk about lessons that I learned through these experiences that I had with them. So we're just going to get right into it. Experience number one, Mario Kart. The first experience happened one day when I was playing Mario Kart with four of my nieces and nephews. They ranged in the age between about five years old and nine years old. And as my nieces and nephews were playing, some of them were doing better than others in this game of Mario Kart. And at one point, one of my nieces asked me to help her out. So I sat down, she sat out on my lap, and, <laughs> and I held the steering wheel, this little Wii remote, and I did the driving, and she kind of held my hands and pretended to do the driving. Well, at the end of the race, you could say that she won. <laughs> her, her character got first place, and boy, she was so excited. She said, I won, yay! And she was just so genuinely happy about this. And, you know, me, and a stingy adult in my mind, I'm saying, well, technically you didn't win. I, I was the one that won that race. <laughs> but of course, I didn't say that out loud. I'm not a terrible uncle without a heart. But afterwards, I looked at my nephew, who had also not been winning very many races, and I said to him, hey, would you like me to come help you out this next race as well? And this is what he said to me. This is so remarkable. He said, I'm fine getting low points. I can do it by myself. <laughs> and oh my gosh, that was just incredible to me because many people who know me and who have played games with me in the past know that I am very competitive. I like to win and I like to just go all out when I play games. And I think usually I'm a good sport, but sometimes I... I, it might not be fun playing games with me, <laughs> but it's simply. But when I heard my nephew say, I'm fine getting low points, I can do it by myself. It taught me a lesson that we can all be a little less competitive and more humble. And really, people like you if you're that way. People like spending time with you. If you're able to just be there for the experience, 
have a good time, and be okay with whatever the results are. So that's lesson number one, and a wise lesson from that nephew. Coming up next, we have this story about whining. So this time, I took a trip to visit one of my sisters out of state, and we took one of my nieces with us to visit with their other niece so that they with my other niece so that they could play together and have a good time while we were busy. Well, we had an iPad, or in other words, my mom, the grandma of the family, had an iPad. And there was a rule that the grandchildren could only use this iPad for a certain amount of time. Well, one of my nieces was playing with the iPad and she'd had it for too long. And so I went ahead and I did the thing that's hard to do as an uncle. You want to leave the parents to it, but in this case, I didn't. I said, okay, it's time for you to be done with that iPad because you played with it long enough. And I took it away from her. And she did what most children and adults, for that matter of fact, do when you take something away from them that they care about. She started crying. She was just sobbing. Ah, Uncle David took my iPad away from me. And my other niece was sitting there with her. And she just looked over at her and she said, I wouldn't whine if I were you. <laughs> oh my gosh, it cracks me up. And I just think that's so wise. I think a lot of times as people, even adults, we have this tendency to want to complain about everything going wrong in our life, about all these hardships we're facing. And I think that's good to talk about hard things and find support. But I think sometimes we take whining a little bit too far. And we need to take the advice from my one niece and simply not whine if I were you. And so that's lesson number two. Sometimes we just don't need to whine so much about it. Okay, story number three, bedtime stories. Okay, this is a really fun one for me. So at one point I was babysitting some of my nieces and nephews and I put them to bed and two of them were just not going to sleep. They kept coming out and saying, David, come do this with us. And I was like, guys, you need to go to bed. <laughs> it's time for you to sleep. But they asked me to tell them some bedtime stories. And of course, I'm just such a sucker for my nieces and nephews. So how could I turn them down a bedtime story? I couldn't do it. So I go in and first I have this story that I think is simply genius. It was a story about, basically it was about me, but I turned myself into some animal or something. And it was some lesson I had learned in my life. And I thought it was a great story and I shared it. And she just said, that wasn't a very good story. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, well, fine then. I guess my life's not interesting. She said, tell me another story. So I went ahead and I made up some other story. I don't really remember what the second story was about, but a very similar thing happened. I said the story and she said, nah, that, that wasn't a good story. And now at this point, my pride and creativity is getting a little hurt. So I said, okay. I'm going to tell you another story. And let me tell you, folks, I channeled my junior high self who got submitted to the Writers and Artists Fest back in eighth grade. Side note, don't let puppy-eyed band teachers persuade you from not going to the Writers and Artists Fest and going to a band concert and say, do what you love and, and just stick with that. That's a side story. Though. But I knew I had creative juices in me and I said, I'm going to tell her the best story. So, I set the stage, I got ready, and I told this story about this prince who had the most wonderful kingdom of civilians and citizens who would 
who were so kind and who worked so hard. So we wanted to throw them this great party. And I went into great detail about how this prince went to the four corners of the land to talk to a dragon and to get fireworks for his people and to talk to Santa Claus and get gifts to his people and to talk to the Easter bunny and, and leave them these surprises and to talk to, it was either dwarves or leprechauns and, and have them build these contraptions for these people. And I just went so, so into this story and I put everything I had into it, really juicing it up for her so that my niece would enjoy it. And I spent a long time with that story and I finally finished it and and left it as it was. And my niece said, oh, that was fun. Oh my goodness. I cannot express the happiness and joy I felt in that moment of this is serious uncle points. That was fun. She liked my story. It felt so good. But the lesson I learned from that is really we shouldn't limit ourselves. We shouldn't sandbag things. We should try to just be creative, create something that we can be proud of, and just enjoy the process. When we do that, when we put ourselves out there, we have a good time. So that's another lesson that I learned from my niece. Okay, story number four. I have these two other nephews from another family who are so cute, <laughs> and they crack me up. The things that they do, it, oh, I just can't. I just can't. But anyways, one day I was talking with my sister, the mother of these two children, and she was telling me that sometimes my nephews will play house, essentially, but they will take me and two of my other siblings as the characters. And she said, whenever they are pretending to be Uncle David, he always does these really funny things, and they always are laughing at the things that Uncle David does, and they just think you're this awesome character in their game. And man, that just filled me up with joy. And attached to this story, when I came home, I went away for a couple of years to actually serve a service mission for my church. And when I came home, my oldest niece was sitting on my lap at the first time I'd seen her. And she looks up at me and she says, I'm glad you're back, Uncle David. Mm, just imagine my heart melting right there. And these two stories tie together because... They were so meaningful to me because we all as people want to be special. We want to be cared about. We want to be important in the lives of people around us. And I think everyone really wants that, but we don't always show it or express it. And all I know is that when I heard this story about my two nephews playing a game and having me be a special part of their lives or this other niece just looking me in the eyes on my lap and telling me, I'm glad you're back. It just did wonderful things for my soul, for my state of mind, and for my happiness. And I believe that everyone deserves to know that they're special to us. So if you have someone who is special to you, who you really care about, you should just let them know it because that is so important. Okay, so here's story number five. It involves a day sledding. On this day, we had, I think, almost all of my nieces and nephews, except for two, the two most new ones, the two little babies, they weren't there with us because they couldn't sled. But um, me and some siblings and my dad, their grandpa, we all went out and we were sledding with them. And we were just having a fun time. But one of them, I think he's about three or four. I'm sorry to my sister if I mess up the age of your child, but he's about three to four. And he was borrowing some boots that he found at our house. And they would fall off sometimes. And so by the end of the 
the sledding trip, he was rather miserable. You see, he was really cold, and so he was just crying, and he wasn't having a good day. But we get home, and I just go to sit with him, and my mom gives me a book to read to him, and my other nephews are crowding around to listen to this book that I'm going to share. And this nephew, who was having the bad day, was not having all of this attention. He didn't want the book. He didn't want his other cousins crowded around him. And so I said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do this. So I took him and I sat on the couch. I have a picture of this because it's so special to me. And he just sat on my lap, snuggled against my chest with a blanket over us both. And he just fell asleep. And, and I fell asleep with him. We just took a nap and sat on that couch together for about one hour. I just remember feeling so calm and feeling him be so much more calm as I sat there with him. It was so amazing for me because the lesson I learned from this is that we as people, this applies to everyone, not just children, we don't always need a million people in our face giving us things to make us feel better or giving us all this comfort. Sometimes as people, we just need someone who will sit with us and be present with us and experience the things that we're experiencing with us. And that's something I learned from that experience. So it was really special to me. Okay, that was the brunt of the podcast. Those are my experiences that I had with my nieces and nephews. I'm going to recap for you the lessons I learned in the order that I shared them. One, everyone appreciates it if you can be fine getting low points and have fun anyways. Two, we don't need to whine about every little thing that goes wrong in our lives. Three, don't limit yourself, don't sandbag it, see what you can do, and have fun with it. Four, We all want to feel special to someone else. Let the special people in your life know what they mean to you. Five, we don't always need to try so hard. Sometimes we just need someone to sit with us. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening to episode two of this podcast. I started with something. Coming up, I want to give you a little sneak peek at some episodes coming up. I'm going to have some guest stars, you could say, hop on some episodes, so it won't just be me talking, so you have that to look forward to. Some topics I'm going to address soon, and I'm really excited about, include authenticity and being genuine, originality, essentializing people to one thing. I'm going to read some of my favorite quotes from some of my favorite books and talk about those and more. So please share this episode with your friends if you liked it, and I'm excited to talk to you next week. To close off, I'm just going to leave you with a couple of recordings of one of my nieces and one of my nephews. Learn from the little people, learn from the people around you, and I'll talk to you next week. Hi, Uncle David. I am going to Disney World in 43 days. Can't you believe it? And bye. Hi, Uncle David. I love you. Love you.